0: You're listening to The Outdoors Is My Therapy podcast, where our mission is to help you live your best life by connecting you with the outdoors. This podcast is being recorded on the lands of the Gittable people. I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I'm Catherine Walton, and today I'm chatting with you about the cycles in nature, and in our lives as humans living on this amazing planet that has sustained life for many millions of years. Cycles are a part of nature. We experience them everywhere. For example, over the past summer, I've been watching a pair of willy wagtails go through their breeding cycle four times. They'd hastily build a little nest perched precariously above the spotlights on my shed. And then suddenly there'd be two or three eggs in the nest and lots of back and forth, sitting on the nest, chasing away other birds, catching insects. And then there would be the signs that the baby birds were hatching. The adults would seem to be agitated and they wouldn't be sitting still on the nest any longer. And then we'd hear the delightful little peeping sounds of the young ones after they'd hatched. The adults would be hurrying back and forth, catching food and feeding the young. And then we'd see their little heads become visible up above the edge of the nest as they stretch out to call out to their parents waiting to be fed and then flopping with exhaustion back into their little feathery huddle inside the nest because they just weren't strong enough to hold themselves up for that long. After a couple of weeks, these little willy-wagtail babies would start to stretch their wings, taking up lots of space in the nest, and then they would begin to precariously teeter upon the edge of the nest and then take their first flight while their parents were squawking and sounding off their little alarm call at anything and everything around them. And that very first little fledging seemed to get all the attention. And we'd start to think that the parents had abandoned the other babies, but eventually they would come back and they would steer the next baby on its first flight too. For the next few weeks, this little willy-wagtail family would be hustling and bustling around the garden, eating and defending themselves. And then suddenly, the parents are back on the nest, sitting on the next batch of eggs. And the cycle starts all over again. Each of those cycles, for me, had moments of excitement and delight and extreme worry. There were lots of ups and downs for them, as well as for the observer. And really, that's life, isn't it? When you sit back and you think about it, there really are cycles everywhere. There are the more obvious ones, like the breeding cycles of the willy-wagtails and other animals. And then there are the flowering and the fruiting seasons in the plant world as well. I'd like to tell you a little story about in the plant world. My son was gifted a little punnet of petunia seedlings when he graduated from high school. It was springtime and he potted them out into a beautiful ceramic pot on the veranda and he watered them and he nurtured them and they grew. They grew prolifically. The flowers were incredibly abundant and they brought so much colour and so much joy to our world. And then about 12 months later, they began to die back. And he wondered what he'd done wrong. Had he overwatered them or had he underwatered them? But as he learned, this is all part of the cycle of life as a petunia. As he cleared away the dead stems, he saw new growth in the pot And as he continued to water and nurture, and with the extra light, now that the dead stems had been removed, the little baby petunias started to grow from the seeds of the previous plants. And now they're beginning to flower again. It really is such a beautiful cycle. Apart from living things, there's also the cycle of night and day and the yearly cycle of the seasons. We hear about the climate cycles in times gone by, such as the Ice Age, and we start to wonder how much of our current climate change is due to the natural cycle and how much of it has been exacerbated by industry and by human impact. You can also see cycles at work after the bushfires and floods and other natural disasters. We see the regrowth. That's all part of the cycle of life. But there are less obvious cycles in nature too. You might be aware of the sleep cycles that we experience when we go to bed and we go to sleep, usually at night time. We don't tend to think too much about it. But the research is showing more and more that each part of that sleep cycle is vital for health and for well-being. We discussed that a little bit more in episode eight where we talked about how you can improve your sleep by spending time in the outdoors. So if you've missed that episode, you might like to go back and check it out. And deep inside the earth and way out in space, there are more cycles and patterns that are working away, changing the world as we know it very gradually but also sometimes rapidly. And within our own bodies, we have cycles and systems for digestion, for blood circulation, and even the way we think and the way we make decisions and the way we grieve, that all happens in cycles. Whether they're obvious or invisible, cycles really are an integral part of nature, including human life. As one cycle completes, another begins. And these reminders that we experience in nature, they can give us hope when we feel lost or depressed. Endings are connected to beginnings. The Outdoors Is My Therapy initiative began just over a year ago now. The first phase of Outdoors Is My Therapy recruited eight ambassadors to help me share the inspiration around the world of spending time outdoors. We launched this podcast, we launched a Facebook group and we've been out and about exploring and meeting people and sharing adventures and listening to other people's stories. We had a beautiful camping weekend recently to celebrate the completion of this part of the Outdoors Is My Therapy cycle. There is some sadness, but there's also a lot of excitement and there's anticipation for what comes next. So as this phase completes, what new beginnings will there be? I wonder... So stay tuned as we continue to roll out more stories and inspiration and information and adventures in the outdoors because, as all my ambassadors agree, outdoors really is our therapy. If you'd like to soak up a little bit more outdoor life adventure or get connected to nature-based resources make sure that you subscribe to my Grounded Inspiration newsletter, which comes out approximately twice a month. It's a short and a sweet reminder into your inbox to help you prioritise your self-care in the outdoors. And at the moment, I'm giving away Your Guide to a Perfect Nature Escape Day to my new subscribers. This guide is a super easy to use checklist to help you easily and effortlessly plan a day of escape in nature where you can relax, rejuvenate and rediscover your inner peace and calm. I have very regular escape days myself and I highly recommend them and I'll tell you a bit more about them in an upcoming episode. I'll leave a link to my Grounded Inspiration newsletter in the show notes. So that's it for today's episode. The Outdoors Is My Therapy podcast takes you on a journey of discovery, learning how you can live your best life by connecting with the outdoors. We'll guide you through the maze of wellness information and give you evidence-based practical strategies to improve your health, happiness and well-being when you spend time in nature and the great outdoors. I'm your host, Catherine Walton. I'm an accredited mental health social worker, bushwalking guide and a family-focused outdoors adventurer. Till next time, enjoy your outdoor adventures, everyone.